the media are like the top of the But the last time, 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 and I think it's a way to call the place the house of God. I'm not looking the burden of the house of God. But look at 1 Corinthians 6.19. I'm going to challenge a little bit of your thinking this morning. 1 Corinthians 6.19. Do you not know that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit? Ooh, let me read that again. Just in case. Oh, you have to read your name. You will not know that your body and the temple of the Holy Spirit who is in you. And you have from God, and you are not your own. So you are bought at a price. Therefore, glorify God in your and in your spirit with God. Mm-hmm. So let's go back a little bit. Given all those things you would never do here in the sanctuary, and the Bible says your body is I'm you this morning. Your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit of God, and we are commanded to honor God with our bodies. I hope people say, you may start my lightning for cussing in church. You know what I'm saying? Well, your body is the Holy Spirit. Some of y'all have been up a long time ago. We are the church. <laughs> I think about Jenny Nesbitt and Christ and Max. Jenny's going to be with us uh, here in the hand of Hugh Rose. But Jenny's given his testimony last time he was here when he got saved. He had a, 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 a leg injury that would not heal. And it was so bad that the doctor said, we're going to have to amputate your knee. He was younger. We're going to have to amputate your leg. And he came down to the altar, gave his life to Jesus. God did an instant miracle. And God on the floor, I mean, his leg came out brand new. And Bobby, you know, God came home from the bottom of the garden. And he preached on the way out, testified, God healed my left and left. And the first one of Milky Mom said, That's a powerful one, God. Praise the Lord. I'm so glad God is preaching with us. I don't know Ephesians 5, I don't even have to preach this. I can read scripture to you. Ephesians 5, hey, the lady that must not even be in the pit of 
immorality, or any kind of impurity or greed, because these are improper for God's holy people. You know, Jesus, Jesus wasn't this piece of happiness picture that he's portrayed as the Hollywood sometimes. We think about Jesus as the Lamb, but the Bible says he's also the Lion of He's not just the Lamb of God, he's also the Lion of the Child of Jesus. Jesus went into the temple, and there were some greedy people up in the temple. You know who Jesus is? He went out and met a rock and came over and beat the snot out of him. And Jesus was that Jesus was a big bad dude because you think about it, the temple was natural for the whole lot of people and a whole lot of officials and Jesus players and a whole lot of folks and nobody giving his leg. Nobody tried to stop him. Jesus was back to the phone. And you know, sometimes if we were allowed God to work on us, sometimes Jesus will come into this temple. When's the last time Jesus took a whip in your heart? I might preach that one day. When I go to another place, I hope you know what I mean. I don't have the reason I don't have the next time I can be so much time when I love you. As the people of God, we are to honor God with our bodies. Like I said in the beginning, a lot of problems in life can be traced back to wrong thinking. This is the big one. We think that this is the church, but in reality, this is the church. This is the holy place this morning because we're here. Do you see that? The Spirit of God and the presence of God and the glory of God does not sit in this empty building. The presence of God and the glory of God comes in this place when we come in this place because this is the place we are the place. Okay? Okay? I want you to change the mentality of I in the temple of the Holy Spirit. Maybe, just maybe I am the temple of the Holy Spirit and the of God. Because I'm the temple of the Holy Spirit and the temple of the Holy Spirit. Maybe I would open up my mouth and tell somebody about the goodness of God. Maybe if I change my mindset to line up with what the Word of God says, it changes everything. We think this is the first position. Come on, come on, look at somebody. Come on, 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 and here's the great thing about it. We get to be a living sacrifice. I am so glad that one word is in my mouth. And when I take the sacrifice, we can be a living sacrifice. We don't have to physically die for Holy God. And that's a good thing. Because I thought we'd see there wouldn't be a whole lot of Christians. Then when I said, I'm going to be a Christian all the time. So who wants to come to say? We get to be a living sacrifice. We don't have to go out for that. So what kind of sacrifice does God want us to offer with our bodies? Not a sacrifice to sin. Jesus took care of that once for all, the Bible says. What kind of sacrifice does God want us to do? The kind of sacrifice that He used for worship. All throughout the Bible, worship is a physical act 
Psalm 96, one. Oh, sing to the Lord a new song. Sing to the Lord all the earth. Sing to the Lord, bless his name. Proclaim the good news of his salvation. On Sundays? From day to day. Declare his glory among the nations and his wonder among all the peoples. We sing songs of praise to God. When we sing authentic praise to our God, the presence and glory of God fills the temple of the Holy Spirit. Maybe you can't sing. There's a verse in the Bible for you. Now, Psalm 98, 4, make a joyful noise to the Lord on the earth. Hallelujah. Make a loud noise and rejoice and sing praise. Notice that it says make a loud noise. Worship isn't always solemn and quiet. Sometimes it is. How can we get the critical moment in God's presence when we just out of time? But I'm not so good at this. Not as fine as times of worship it is. It's loud, 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 loud. You know, I, my best friend growing up when I was a kid was Methodist. And I would go to his church. And boy, you can't eat candy in his church. You start picking up that person. You start and say, hey, man. But then he went to my church and said, oh, help me, Jesus. He went down to the Pentecostal church and we were so loud, it scared the devil out of him. Hallelujah. <laughs> Mission accomplished. We never had quiet time growing up. It was just loud time and louder time. <laughs> Make a loud noise and rejoice and sing praise. Did you know heaven's like that? Amen. Revelation 19, 1. I heard what sounded like the roar of a great multitude in heaven shouting greater than any football stadium on planet earth. The roar of a great multitude in heaven shouting hallelujah, salvation and glory and power belong to the Lord our God. Hallelujah. Heaven's going to be a place of radical worship. So we praise God. Did you know it's okay to praise God out loud? Hallelujah. Come on, somebody just shout a praise to God this morning. Oh, God, we praise you. We thank you that you are God and you reign and you are worthy of worship and glory and honor and power and praise. Here's another way we can worship God in the temple of the Holy Spirit. Psalm 134, 2. Lift up your hands in the sanctuary and bless the Lord. Lamentations 3, 4 to 1. Let us lift our hearts and hands to God in heaven. 
Man, I've been, I've been out in, I've been in the store sometimes. I've just been thinking about Jesus, and I get so stirred up in my heart. I just throw up my hands and say, Hallelujah. I can't help it. Y'all know I told the stars in Dollar Tree in Kinston one day. <laughs> lady walks around the corner and says, Praise the Lord. And I said, Hallelujah, sister. <laughs> Y'all watch out. Praisers, <laughs> they get each other hyped up real good. I like what David said in Psalm 63, 4. I will praise you as long as I live, and in your name I will lift up my hands. You know, there are some who actually teach that you can't lift your hands in worship. Those are the pastors who went to cemetery <laughs> instead of seminary. That's the church you walk into when somebody dies in church and the paramedics carry out five of the wrong people before they found the one who actually died. And they used what Paul said in 1 Timothy 2. They said, I desire therefore that men pray everywhere lifting up holy hands without wrath and doubting. Now, they use a scripture that tells you to lift your hands to tell you that you can't lift your hands. Man, I wish I was that smart to figure that out. <laughs> they say that you can't lift your hands in worship because you're not holy. Now, look, we have been made holy by the blood of Jesus. The Bible says that we are the righteousness of God in Christ, made holy not by our own righteousness, but by His righteousness. And the people in the Old Testament lifted up their hands in worship. How much more should we, the redeemed of the Lord, the blood-bought church, washed in the blood of the Lamb, how much more should we lift up holy hands and bless His name? Hebrews 13, 5, let us by Him continually offer the sacrifice of praise to God, that is the fruit of our lips, giving thanks to His name. You know, on some basic level, when people lift their hands in church, some of us, you know, God, I just want to lift up worship and praise you and thank you. Some of y'all, you lift up your hands in church for the same reason you lift up hands when a police officer's got his gun drawn. Because the lifting of our hands is the universal sign of surrender. And sometimes I come to church and the Holy Spirit's been working me, okay, God. I surrender. Hallelujah. Some of y'all need to lift your hands every day. In fact, all y'all, me too, need to lift your hands and say, God, I surrender. Not my will, but your will be done. Hallelujah. I'll give you one more. Psalm 150, verse 4. Praise Him with the timbrel and the dance. Now, I love to praise Him on the instruments. But uh, there's one word in this verse that makes me a little nervous. <laughs> because I got chronic white boy syndrome. <laughs> I got the rhythm in my hands for playing music, but it, it hasn't made it down to my feet and my legs. <laughs> but you know, remember, when you praise God, you're not doing it for people. You can dance. 
likes you to pray, you can dance if you want to. Praise God however you want to praise him. You are free to dance if you want to. Don't worry about the person sitting beside you because guess what? They already think you're weird. If you don't believe me, look at them and they will shake their head and say, yes, I already think you're weird. (laughs) It's okay to praise him. Praise him any way you want to praise him. It is all right. Hallelujah. Worship is not just in your heart. Sometimes it's in your hands and feet. Amen. It's okay to worship God in the temple. Hallelujah. Just as there's a physical aspect in our relationship with other people, there's a physical aspect in our worship with God. God gave you your body. Have you used it to worship him? Having a body and not using it to worship is like having a pencil that ain't never been sharpened or a light bulb that ain't never been screwed in or a car that's never been started. It's okay to praise him. Hallelujah. God gave us these bodies to worship him. Amen. I was in prayer one morning several years ago. It was actually it was early, early in the morning. I was praying in the balcony of our other building. And as I was praying and just worshiping God, God gave me a vision. And it was like my eyes were open and I was in the room and I could just see everything. I, it was so clear. I, could, I felt like I could take out my phone or a camera and just take a picture of it. I saw us worshiping God in that building. And I saw people from the community were flooding in, broken, hurting, lost. And as we worship God, a cloud of God's glory filled that room, filled that auditorium. Cancer was healed. Depression disappeared. Physical miracles of healing. People were flooding to the altar to come to Jesus. And what's amazing about this vision and humbling about this vision is I won't preach it nothing. It wasn't me. It wasn't an eloquent sermon preaching the word of God. It was the glory and the presence of God. When the people of God pressed in and worshipped him, heaven came down to earth and God touched people. There is something so powerful and so incredible when the people of God come together and worship God uninhibited, unashamed, withholding nothing, putting it all out there for the Lord. And that was not one of those visions where you eat a hot dog at 2 a.m., You know what I'm talking about? Are you studying late at night for an exam and you eat pizza all night and then you have all these hallucinations? (laughs) That's our future. That's not an eloquent vision written out by a vision team, leadership team. That's God depositing. This is your future. This is where we're going. Don't lose sight of my presence. Don't look for a reason not to worship Pursue me and seek me and seek my presence and I will shake this place. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. We're going to be a place known for worship. Not talent, worship. 
Because what happened in Asbury and is what is happening currently in 22 colleges across the nation is proof that all the talent can walk off the platform and God can start moving. There's no limit to what God can do when we worship and we seek him. If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray, turn from their wicked ways, seek my face. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Come on, will you lift your hands this morning? If you want more of him, will you just ask him for more today? Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. God, I thank you. Lord, we need you. Lord, I pray that right now in this moment that heaven would come down to earth. God, as we seek you. Lord, as we cry out for more of you. Lord, as we draw near to you. God, I thank you that you're drawing near to us. And Lord, I thank you for your holy presence coming in this place today. Lord, I thank you. Lord, we acknowledge this morning that our bodies are the temple of the Holy Spirit. God, we repent. Forgive us, God, for dishonoring you in our bodies. God, forgive us. Lord, we repent. God, we turn away, God, from every bit of worldliness, every bit of ungodliness. Lord, you said in your word that judgment begins at the house of God. Lord, right now, God, by your Holy Spirit, Lord, we're repenting, God, of these things that you're revealing to us and convicting of us, knowing, God, that you convict us of our sins. God, to save us and to protect us, God, to keep us from harm. Oh, God, we thank you. Lord, we need more of you. Lord, may we decrease so that you can increase in us. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for doing a work. God, I thank you for breaking strongholds and bondages now. In the name of Jesus, for the glory of God. Lord, I thank you for breaking addictions. God, I thank you, God, for breaking generational curses. In the name of Jesus, just because daddy did it and granddaddy did it or mama did it and great-grandma did it doesn't mean that we're going to do it because we're redeemed and set free by the blood of Jesus and Jesus has redeemed us from the curse of the law. Lord, I thank you that every curse is broken. God, I thank you for breaking breaking the curse of poverty in the name of Jesus. God, I thank you. I thank you, God, for freedom in Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. God, I thank you. I thank you, Lord, for setting us free from backward thinking. I thank you for setting us free from small-minded thinking. Lord, I thank you that you want to do exceeding abundant above and beyond all that we could ever ask or think. God, open up our capacity, God, to see what you want to do in our lives and in our families, in this church and in this city, God. I thank you, Lord, for greater things. I thank you, God, for revival. Lord, that is already being stirred up, that has been being stirred up in us, God, for so many months. Lord, I thank you that you're getting us ready for a mighty move of God that's going to not be contained to Sunday morning, but God is going to spread through this community. God is going to spread like wildfire, God, to churches across this city, God. I thank you for stirring up the people of God in congregations all across this community, Lord. Lord, bind us together. Unite us, oh God. The devil's been trying to divide us for so long. Lord, may we stand together as the body of Christ and change this city. Oh, God, we thank you for your power. We thank you for your presence. Hallelujah. God has called us to be a people of worship. Everything we do, we should glorify God. And the way you talk to people, and the way you do your job, and the way you treat your family, and talk to your children, and the way you help those in need, and the way you show mercy to those who mess up, we should worship God in everything we do. 
The Bible says, thanks be to God who always leads us to triumph in Christ and through us diffuses the fragrance of his knowledge in every place. For we are to God the fragrance of Christ. When we live a lifestyle of worship, we are the sweet aroma of Jesus everywhere we go. People don't understand it. They can't explain it. But there is something different about you. And I just don't know what it is. You've got the aroma of you literally smell like Jesus when you walk into the room. His divine power has given us all things that pertain to life and godliness. You've got Jesus. You've got everything. The key to success as a Christian is not about what you can get from God. It's about what you can give Him. If you're wondering why you're not thriving as a Christian, I would ask you this morning, in the presence of God, how much of you does He have? Because the Bible says that we are to offer ourselves. That word offer in the original Greek is the word peristemi, and it means to personally deliver. You personally offer your life to God directly. In other words, you're the only one who can do this. Nobody else can do it for you. You have to personally offer yourself to the Lord. And here's a difficult truth that many people don't like to admit. You're responsible for your own soul. Oh, mama was a good Christian, so I'm okay. Listen, God doesn't have grandchildren. Only children. You're either a child of God or you're not. It's that simple. Coming from a Christian home doesn't make you any Christian, uh, Christian any more than putting your head in a Bojangles box makes you a biscuit. I don't care who mama was or grandma was or dad was. I want to know who are you. Because when we stand before God, he's not going to ask us, what did mama do for me? He's going to say, what did you do for me? We will give an account for the things that we have done. And it's your responsibility to offer your life as a living sacrifice to God. We have to make the offering. We have to do it. So if you're here today and you have not surrendered your life to Jesus, if you have not fully given your life to Him, what are you waiting for? Offer your life to Him today. It doesn't matter who you are, where you're from, what your condition is. So many people tell me, okay, I'll, I'll give my life to God once I get my act together. No, honey, that ain't how it works. You come to Him just the way you are. You give Him your life. Put it all in His hands and let Him change you from the inside out. Will you pray with me for just a moment? God, I thank You for Your challenging of us today. Jesus, I thank you. I can feel some tables turning over this morning. I thank you because of your mercy and your goodness and your kindness. Lord, you're bringing conviction to our lives today. Lord, I pray. God, if there's anybody here who has not trusted their life to you, God, I pray that in this moment they would have the boldness and the faith, God, even right where they are, to make that choice to surrender. And God, I pray if there's any halfway Christians with one foot in the world and one foot in the church, God, I pray that you would show them by your Holy Spirit that one foot in the world means both feet in hell. 
God, I pray, Lord, because of your mercy and your kindness and your goodness, God, they would make that decision. I am not going to hell for anybody or anything. I am going to be all in for Jesus. God, give them the boldness today to God to be both feet in the kingdom of God, to fully surrender their life every area, God. Lord, give them the faith and the boldness, God, by your power, not their strength, but by your strength. For your power is made perfect in weakness. God, give them the boldness and the faith today to fully commit their life to Jesus. God, may every one of us, Lord, renew our commitment today in this service as the Holy Spirit is moving. God, to put our lives fully on the altar of God. Lord, that we would be living sacrifices. Holy Spirit, identify every area where we've fallen short and help us by your great power working within us. God, to be 100% sold out on fire for Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Lord. I, was just, I want to lead everybody in this prayer. In all spiritual conditions or states, will you pray this prayer with me by faith? Jesus, I surrender all. I lay my life on the altar as a living sacrifice. Forgive me of my sins. Cleanse me. Change me. Set me free. And with your help, I will be a living sacrifice for the rest of my life. In Jesus' name. Will you stand as we continue to pray and worship? I feel the Holy Spirit is working hard on somebody's heart. And we're, we're not going to cut that short. We're going to linger and pray for just a moment this morning. And allow God to do a work in your life. You know, change is hard. If you've gotten in the rut of doing the same thing over and over again, change is really hard. I used to be a behavioral modification therapist and it took forever to change somebody's behavior but a moment with Jesus can change you forever and this morning as Josh was, was preaching all I could think about was I want more I'm not okay with just the mundane and there's things that I need to change in my life and I know I'm not the only person in this room so this morning, if you want more, if there's some things that you need to change, if there's some things that you need to put at the altar, if there's some things that you need to release, if there's some things you need prayer over, I'm going to open up the altar right now and we're going to pray with you because I believe that God has called us to a different level. And when we're moving to a different level, that means you can't keep doing what you were doing before. You have to change. And you've got to change your heart. So if you just want more, if you just want to come down here and worship, I'm opening up the altar. Don't hesitate. Don't wait. Don't worry about who's looking around, who's judging you because they ought to be up here if they're watching what you're doing. God, we want more of you, Father. Lord, we want more of your presence. Lord, we want more of your Holy Spirit, God. Fill us up this morning. God, we lay every burden at your feet, Father. God, we just give it to you this morning, Father. Lord, we lay addiction at your feet. If you've been struggling with addiction, we put it right now at your feet for deliverance. 
If you need deliverance right now, we lay it at the altar. If you've got a kid you need to put over to and hand over to God. Whatever it is this morning, God, we want more of you. God, pour out your spirit on us this morning. God, we just ask right now for your Holy Spirit just to rain down and just to saturate us right now where we're at. God, we just ask you rain down, Father. In your own words right now, just ask him. You want more? You need freedom? You need deliverance? You need a new mind? You need your mind changed? The way you think is stinking thinking and that you need deliverance and that to be set free. You've been suffering with depression, suicide. Today that ends in the name of Jesus. God, we just want more. We're just going to worship just a little while. Thank you, Jesus, for just more. Thank you. I set a fire down in my soul that I can't contain, that I can't control. I want more of you, God. I want more of you, God. Set a fire down in my soul that I can't contain, that I can't control. I want more of you, God. I want more of you, God. Yeah. 